guys. Today's episode is the 12 safety tips of Christmas. So we're going to go through all different kinds of safety tips that can be applied to the holiday season or just to really like life in general. Uh, One thing that drives me crazy is when people will tell women to not go out at nighttime, especially by yourself and stuff. But the holiday season especially, it gets dark at literally like 5 p.m. So what are you supposed to do? Not go shopping after work or not go run errands? And I just, I think that those are sometimes the safety tips that maybe are given with good intention, but also just don't really make sense. Like they're not realistic, especially if you're also trying to help women be independent and be able to live life. So kind of along that note, I like my goal is for you guys to be able to feel empowered and independent and be able to go do all the things that you should be able to do in life, but just have the tools to feel more safe in those situations. So that's kind of what today's episode is aiming to do, to give you more confidence to be able to go do those things. And especially again, right now when it's getting dark at like noon. So (laughs) we're going to go into all of those safety tips. But before I get into that, I just want to talk to you guys about phaser pepper spray. This is literally one of like the coolest pepper sprays and there's so many of them out there and I think they're all helpful for different reasons. This one in particular, it's a little bit higher of a price point, but it is 100% worth it, especially if you aren't somebody who is going to regularly practice with pepper spray. So when you spray the phaser spray and you actually, you don't have to spray it in order to use the other effects of it so they it has like a strobe light it has an alarm so you don't have to spray the spray in order to set off the strobe light or the alarm but if you wanted to use it all together basically once you spray the pepper spray it has a 1.33 percent mc rating it has a uv dye sprays up to 15 feet and has 18 one second bursts it's really important to know that because you want to know you know approximately how many times you can use it before you need to probably refill it It's also lab tested. It has a four-year shelf life. Now, once it's getting closer to that expiration date, the the, um, pressure in the canister will start to kind of deteriorate. So hypothetically, if you were to spray it, it may not spray as far, if at all. So you definitely want to be making sure that you're kind of staying up with your pepper spray, replacing it as it does near the end of its shelf life. So what makes this a little bit different, when you spray it, You can connect to a free app that they have and it'll send your exact location to your emergency contacts once it's used. And like I said, it has that strobe light and an alarm. Why is that important? When you are in a fight or flight situation, and we do this in our classes, I've talked about this a lot, but pepper spray is not just like a perfect solution, right? You could spray your pepper spray and maybe not even hit their eyes. Maybe in some of the demos that we do, people will actually charge the perpetrator as they use it. So sometimes we just don't know what we're going to do in a real situation. If you don't have a lot of experience with it, it just may not be effective like we think it would be. So first thing to that, make sure that you're getting water canisters and practicing with spray. But the other thing there, when you use this, it's also using that strobe light to hopefully momentarily blind your perpetrator, making it harder to see you. And that alarm is going to be disarming to them. You would hope that in that situation, it's going to kind of spook them off because there's a loud alarm. You're drawing attention to the situation. So that's why I think this stuff is so effective. 
Again, it has a sense of exact location. It's spraying the pepper spray, has the alarm and the strobe light. The app is free. Does It's also refillable. The only thing is pepper spray can't be shipped to New York. So something to kind of keep in mind. But if you are interested, we do have 15% off for you. You can use the code Kaylee15. Remember, my name is spelled weird. It's K-A-I-L-E-E 15 for 15% off. And we will have that linked in the show notes as well if you are interested in checking out their pepper spray. Enough about spray. Let's get into the 12 safety tips of Christmas. All right, safety tip number one. Be alert in parking lots, and if anything feels weird, do not be afraid to go back inside and ask for help. Now, I know this sounds so basic, but it's really, really, really important to always trust your gut, and like especially during the holidays when there's a lot of people, there's a lot of stuff happening in the parking lots. I'm not saying that people are going to be kidnapping or especially like trafficking anybody, but there could be people that are looking to, say, carjack you or even just steal your belongings, break into your car if you leave the, the doors unlocked, you know? Like, there's there's different crimes that could happen that aren't specific to kidnappings or trafficking because that's really not a common thing, especially by a stranger. Most kidnappings or trafficking situations are going to be done at the hands of somebody that the victim typically knows. So, do be aware of that. If anything's happening, it's probably somebody trying to steal your belongings. But be aware. Ask for help. Don't feel like you're overreacting. You have to be your own advocate, right? Like your gut is telling you something for a reason. And we've had girls before that have had things happen where they've literally, you know, people don't take them seriously. They have to go ask the next person. And when it actually all comes out, they were in danger. So it was a good thing that they kept persisting. And it can be really uncomfortable to do that. But please, please, please persist until you get help and don't think you're overreacting. And being alert also tells a potential perpetrator that you you see what's going on, right? Like they, they don't have the element of surprise because you're tuned into your environment. So that alone can help reduce the odds that something might happen. Safety tip number two, if you are uncomfortable or afraid of something possibly happening in a parking lot, don't be afraid to back in. By backing in, if you had to leave, you don't have to flip it in reverse and try to get out. You just drive forward, right? It's a lot easier to escape if you needed to. So if that makes you feel more comfortable, if you are nervous about something happening, it's a super simple fix. Maybe we need to go practice backing in a little bit, but in most of the newer cars, you should have a camera to make it a little easier. But back in if it helps you feel more safe so you can exit quickly. All right, safety tip number three. Consider which purse you're using for safety purposes. And let me explain what I mean. If you have, let's say, a purse that just kind of like hangs off your arm, that purse is probably going to be a little bit easier for somebody to steal or even potentially pickpocket. And again, during the holidays, there's a lot larger of crowds. Even if you just live in a city, those things could become more likely to happen. So really making sure that your purse is equipped for preventing that. I would say any kind of purse that has, you know, needs to be like unzipped. There's different compartments where your important stuff is. Or if possible, getting any kind of fanny pack that goes across your chest. I know that's like a, a trendy thing now. That's what I use, especially when I'm traveling. And that way, all of your important things are right at your chest. It's a lot harder for somebody to go into your bag and actually steal something. And there's really no way that anybody's ripping that off of you. Because even, you know, especially if you have like a longer strap, and you're walking with that bag just kind of like hanging on the same arm. It's not like across your body. That can be really easy for somebody to grab. So just consider that when you are going out, especially doing like your holiday shopping and stuff. Safety tip number four. 
Don't unlock your car doors until you can see all four of them. I know this might sound elementary, but if you can see all four doors, now you at least just know what's going on around your car, right? There's no points of vulnerability where somebody could get into your vehicle or do something to it without your knowledge. So it just helps you to feel more in control in that environment. And again, reducing those points of vulnerability. Now I would, if you can, especially if you're running errands by yourself, a lot of cars do have the feature where if you unlock it, like the first time it only unlocks the driver's door. I would, if you, even if it's not already programmed on your car, I would still look at your manual or like Google it to see if your car has that feature because a lot of them do. So that way when you're unlocking your car, again, you're not unlocking all four of them. You're only unlocking the driver's side, the, the door that you're going to be using. So keep that in mind. Look that up with your car. Again, just kind of helping to instill those different layers of safety. Safety tip number five, park with visibility. I cannot stress this enough. And this doesn't just mean you know, with lights or right by the front, because we may not be able to control those things, but whatever visibility looks like for your specific environment, always be thinking about this, especially like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, if you're running around when it's dark outside. So when you're looking for visibility, you're looking for space, maybe that's backing in because now your driver's side door isn't kind of in with a mix of cars, it's out towards the aisle. So you're more visible. This could be parking next to, you know, smaller vehicles. If you have a small car, like I have an Acura ILX, so it's a lot lower to the ground. If I park between two huge trucks, I have zero visibility. If something happened in between my car and that truck, no one's going to be able to really see that, or it's going to be a lot harder for them too on the other sides of those vehicles. Just kind of be mindful of that. Park where you have space. This could even be by a cart return. It also helps because if you have a cart, Now you don't have to walk across the parking lot. You can just put it right there after you're done putting your things in your car. So again, just be thinking of this. How can I increase the visibility and this specific environment? I would say that if you're looking for visibility and you're going to go park in the back of a parking lot, not a lot of people are going to probably be seeing what's happening there. So that's where maybe there's not any cars around you. Maybe there's even a, a, a light back there, but you're also extremely removed from where most of the people are. So be considering that. Go with what makes you most visible. Safety tip number six, have non-negotiable emergency excuses to use to get away from uncomfortable situations with strangers. Now, this can obviously also be used with people you know. So having those excuses thought through that you can use to just remove yourself, right? If somebody's trying to get you to do something you don't feel comfortable with, use the excuse, even if it's a lie. If a stranger comes up to you and they're trying to sell you something or engage in conversation and you feel uncomfortable for any reason, Use this excuse to excuse yourself from that environment. So some examples of this could be, I have a meeting in 20 minutes that I have to get to. So sorry, wish I could sit and talk, but I have to go. Now, do you need to be nice and add the filler words and like the I'm sorry's and stuff? Absolutely not. But a lot of us that feel uncomfortable with confrontation feel a lot more comfortable using these tools or setting those boundaries and being confrontational with those kind of filler words If you are somebody who doesn't need those and a stranger approaches you and they're trying to talk to you, you do not have to be nice to them. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just trying to find ways to help anybody who's typically non-confrontational be more comfortable setting those boundaries. Again, I have to get to a meeting. I have to get to a dinner. I, somebody's locked out. I, whatever your excuse is, make sure that it's something that you can't change, right? It's not negotiable. This is what the situation is. I have to go to this interview. That's just the way it is. I can't change it. 
And when I say emergency, it's something that's that's pressing. It has to happen right now. There's no wiggle room for me to sit and talk to you. There's no chance that you could change the situation because I'm literally on my way out. So non-negotiable emergency excuses, think them through ahead of time. So when you're in the situation, you don't have to sit and kind of fumble and feel uncomfortable. Safety tip number seven, set off your car alarm in the event of a parking lot emergency. If somebody were you know, trying to come after you, if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable, when you do that, it's going to make somebody feel uncomfortable, right? Because it's drawing attention to the situation a lot of times if somebody's looking to commit, you know, crime of opportunity, they want to get away with it. They want it to be quick. They want it to be like the perfect soft target, get whatever done that they're trying to get done and get away. So if you're drawing attention to that situation and there's lights, there's obviously a loud car alarm, that can really deter them from committing whatever crime they were looking to commit. So have that kind of in the back of your head just as a little tactical item type thing that you can use if you need to. And if somebody were to physically come into contact with you and they are trying to do something like kidnapping or abducting you, you want to do everything in your power to never get to a final destination with them because a lot of times you're probably driving to your gravesite or your place of assault or both. So be mindful of that. Do everything you can to not go with them. If you call 911, you can leave the line open and they might still be able to kind of, you know, deduce what's happening and send help to you. You can obviously call for help, like screaming at people for help. Try to point at people specifically so the bystander effect doesn't take place. Let them know, like, I don't know this person. So they don't think that this could be a domestic dispute. You can also use Invisaware. So it's jewelry that you wear. We have this actually on our favorite products page. So we'll link that in the show notes. But click the back of it three times, the little charm that it comes with, and it alerts your emergency contacts as well as emergency services that something has gone wrong. You can also use the phaser pepper spray. You know, let's try to let somebody know what's happening, draw attention to the situation, get loud, fight back, and do know that if you have to go with this person, there are decent chances that they may not hurt you while you're in transit because that they also have to take their odds, right? It, getting into some kind of accident, if you're driving and they harm you, you're probably going to crash the car. Now they have to try to flee a situation armed. You know, if they did have a weapon with them, you still have time to think on your feet and maybe you're driving to a public place and just laying on your horn or whatever it is, but you still have some chance of survival because they're probably not going to hurt you in transit. Also, remember the places that you want to strike on a perpetrator if you don't have experience. So if somebody grabs you and you're not trained with how to get out of it, You may have seen videos on TikTok, you may have gone to one self-defense class, but the odds you're really recalling that multi-step escape in a real situation are probably slim. But if you at least just know the sensitive spots to hit on a perpetrator, go for those spots. Whatever you can do to not go with them. Safety tip number eight, consider getting motion sensor lights and cameras for your house to deter people from stealing packages during the holidays and even, I mean, trying to, to break in with home break-ins though, please just remember that most of the time break-ins are happening from about 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the middle of the day when nobody's home. And the most common points of entry are front door, back door, and ground floor windows. And they're looking for unlocked points of entry. Really great safety tip is probably locking your doors and windows as simple as it sounds. 
that adds such a layer of protection and it's something that we commonly forget about. So whether that's your car door when you get inside, just locking it, especially if you have to sit in and like respond to a message or look up directions to something, lock your door. If you've just come home, lock your door. When you leave your house, lock your door. And again, consider motion censored lights and cameras to deter a potential perpetrator. On that note too, with like packages and ordering stuff, try to pay with credit cards just to kind of ensure you know, online financial safety. Safety tip number nine, when you are in public settings, beware of choke points and be just kind of looking at unconventional exit points. What are choke points? Basically, these are places where a lot of people have to funnel through to get to some destination. So you can think like at a sporting event, right? A lot of people have to funnel through the gates in order to get inside. So be aware of that. Again, you don't have to live your life in fear, but around the holidays, especially in the United States, sometimes you just have to worry about things happening in public areas. So be mindful of that. Just kind of be thinking. And then with unconventional exit points, this is, you know, places people typically wouldn't associate as like an exit. So again, if we're going with like a sporting event, you know, jumping over an aisle or some kind of balcony, that could be an unconventional exit, right? So thinking those things through, being aware of where exits are when you're out and about. And again, this doesn't mean that you're like, having to step into a situation anxiety-ridden, but rather you're just generally aware of where your exit points are, where those choke points are, and you're alert. Safety tip number 10. If you are meeting up with somebody online, please, 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 please verify their identity. Whether this is looking them up online, whether this is, if it's like a dating situation, maybe trying to FaceTime them ahead of time, just always verify you are meeting up with the person they say they are. One tool that we've actually worked with before, it's totally free, but it's called Dentity. So basically it's like an online platform and you log on, you create an account, you verify your identity. So it'll ask for like your ID and stuff. Once you verify yours, then you can start asking for other people's verified identity. So you fill out what information you want from them, you send them a link, and then they will verify their information. So I highly recommend using something like that. Again, theirs is totally free. I'm sure there's other resources out there like that. You can always, if you know, maybe you're going on a date or something, you can always make a joke out of it if you feel uncomfortable doing that. But taking those tiny steps of precaution are so important because they just help add, again, those layers of protection. Tip number 11, get yourself some kind of tactical item that you feel comfortable with if you are feeling unsafe. And remember, you're looking to optimize the distance between you and a perpetrator you don't want to have to come into physical contact with them you don't want to have to rely on a key between your fists because if you're going to use that you have to be up close and personal making actual contact with your perpetrator so consider you know if you don't have experience especially if you're not training with an item consider something like again your car alarm consider a birdie alarm maybe even a pepper gel or a pepper spray but with those practice with them get the water canisters practice using it so you know what it feels like especially in a high stress situation you could look at a stainless steel water bottle just thinking about things that could be used as a tactical item that you personally feel comfortable with that optimizes the distance between you and a perpetrator so again things like key between your fists the cat ears people have on their hands i'm just not a fan of that because a lot of times we're carrying that 
as a security blanket, but if you had to use it, you have to get very close to a perpetrator who is going to be bigger than you. And again, if you want, the phaser pepper spray has the alarm, it has a strobe light, it has the UV dye, sensor location, and obviously the pepper spray. So that is like an all-in-one that you can carry with you, but please make sure that you practice with spray before you're carrying it. Last but not least, safety tip number 12. This one is probably common sense, but make sure you do it because we hear it all the time, but we don't actually do it. Conceal the items in your car. I was just at a hotel traveling for a class and I came out. There were two cars that had both been broken into. I actually was going to park right over next to where those cars were. Ended up parking in another space. It was more towards like the walkway at the front of the hotel. But whenever I have a rental car, even in my personal car, I never leave important things sitting out. You just never know. It's way better to be safe than sorry. Put it in the glove box, put it under the seats, put it in the trunk, or better yet, take those valuable items with you, even if it's a shopping bag, especially, again, around the holidays and parking lots, people might be tempted. Make sure to just hide those items and, again, lock your doors. As simple as it sounds, lock your doors because let's say you accidentally leave something sitting out. Well, now, if your door is locked, it's going to make it a lot harder for them to actually get inside your vehicle. So that's where having those layers of protection, those you know, things that seemingly feel really simple or kind of elementary and stupid. You know, as far as safety tips go, they aren't the big, cool Hollywood type safety tips, but those are the things that really do help you feel and be more secure. I hope you remember these 12 safety tips of Christmas. And if you have any questions, want me to elaborate on any of them, always feel free to reach out. Let me know. As always, if there's things that you want to hear on the podcast, if you want to come on, if there's people you'd like on the podcast, shoot us a message. There's all the links in the show notes for that. And if you can share this podcast, rate, review, and follow it, that would be amazing. If you would like more free tips, you can follow us on social media at Everyday Armor Official on Instagram and at Everyday Armor on TikTok. I will chat with you guys next time, and I'm wishing you a very fun and safe holiday season.